Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugalow, and on this show, I interview artists, healers, changemakers, and entrepreneurs about what fires them up and how they put their dreams into action. And maybe you've had the experience of wanting to communicate better and get your ideas across, whether in your family or your team at work. Well, here to help us figure out how to do that the best is my guest, Kathleen Murphy. Welcome. Thank you, Linda. So tell me a little bit about your what you do, your expertise, how you help people. Absolutely. So the, the easiest way to explain it is as succinctly as possible is to tell you that I work mainly with teams, but I also work with individuals to help them to be united, to be engaged and motivated because we know that most teams or people at some point in their life have some dysfunction. They may not like to admit it, but uh, I get brought in to help work with teams, to help them with those things. And one of the things that often comes up has to do with communication being a challenge. Mm -hmm. so, um, so you help teams with more than just communication. I do. Can you describe the range of what you do? Certainly. So I work with uh, lots of different industries. I've worked in the banking industry. I've worked in the public relations industry, the high-tech industry, and um, just to name a few of the different types of industries that aren't similar, if you will. And I, I get brought in usually to help them either with a challenge that they might have, whether they're going through perhaps change management at their company. Maybe they just recently got acquired, so they're having difficulty with dealing with the multiple changes that they need to address. Um, other times I get brought in if, say, for example, and I love this one, is when companies have a mentoring program and they need to uh, seek some outside guidance and advice from others in terms of different topics that wouldn't be appropriate for them to be able to comment on. So I get brought in to oftentimes be a motivational expert on various topics that they would like me to talk to them about, just um, for some examples. Uh, when I'm working with sports teams, I, I usually talk to the coach first and find out what they would like to do because it's a little bit different than business uh, in that, yes, there are some metrics involved with the sports, but it's not quite as metric as intensive as the businesses are. So usually we'll settle on because the teams, the good thing about teams or sports teams is that they all tend to focus on trying to win. And you don't always have that in a business environment, it, depending on what type of team that I'm working with, whether if it's a sales team, then yes, there's, there's winning involved and they're very competitive. Marketing, yes, to some degree. But then you, as you start to span out into other departments, there's less metrics involved. But going back to the sports team, um, I will talk to them about what it is that they'd like to accomplish. And, and sometimes if it's a new team and they're trying to figure out how to work best with one another, um, I'm a Gallup Certified Strengths Finder coach, so what I do first is I'll take them all through to find out what their top five strengths are. So we start there, and that's the basis for my foundation in terms of helping us to, to sort out how to um, get to solving whatever challenge they put in front of me. Oh, so you've brought up so many things here <laughs> that I have questions about. The first is, what are some of the challenges that you find in teams at work? What are people missing? A lot of times, it's really 
basic and it has to do with the fact that they may not be getting good feedback or even being told that they're doing a good job. I, I read a statistic recently that was rather alarming and it said that the number two thing that people really are looking for in the work environment is to have their boss or their leader tell them that they're doing a good job, to recognize them. And it's not always about the money. They just want to know that they're appreciated. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't cost anything. And so a lot of times it's about helping the leaders to understand what tools they have at their disposal to tell people that they appreciate them mm. on a regular basis. Yes, yes. And that is something that we, I think, a lot of people take for granted. Like right. if something's working, don't mess with it. Right. Or don't, you don't even need to comment. Of course, it's what you expect, mm -hmm. right? That's true. I have had that experience on the other side of wanting that very same recognition, just like, I want to know what's working. What am I doing that's, that's right? That's Exactly. Yeah. And it shouldn't be only once a year when you have your review mm -hmm. that you get told you're doing all these phenomenal things or that you have certain things to improve upon. I don't even think that you should have that annual review at all. I think if you're doing a good job, that kind of feedback should be organically happening on a daily basis. Mm. And, and there's almost no need to have that review just because people know where they stand. If you're a strong leader and your team is, is a very highly functioning team, you don't need that once a year review. And people get incredibly stressed knowing that that review is coming also. Because mm -hmm, they're expecting the worst. The worst, yes. Exactly. Lost yeah. sleepless nights before that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, and then you mentioned the Gallup Strengths Finders. Can yes. you Can you describe what that is sure. for people? So the essence of the Gallup concept, which has been around for over 50 years, is that there are 34 discrete talents that that you could have and we tend to focus on understanding what maybe the top five or top ten are for each person so they take a, a simple survey it takes about 40 minutes for them to answer these questions and then they're presented with what their top five or top ten strengths are you can know what all 34 of them are if you wish but you know there's a diminishing return once you get into like 11 down because those aren't your strengths so what we do is we identify what your top strengths are and we do three things the first thing that we do is to name your strengths which is after you take the survey you know what your strengths are now because they've been named and then we work on the claiming part of your strengths understanding how do you apply those talents towards whatever goal that you might have so the third part is the aiming of the strengths and and that could be it could be that you know you're going to have a set of goals either personally or professionally that you'd like to take your talents and apply them towards uh, helping you to succeed in reaching those goals mm, can you give an example of what that might look like sure ex absolutely so for example my number one strength is positivity that's mine. It, oh my gosh. <laughs> that, I, I thought that uh, I detected some positivity there. <laughs> Like-minded people. <laughs> so, um, for example, the thing that we need to know about positivity is that we need, it's, we need to be around other people that are positive because when we're not, it's as if people are draining our battery energy that aren't positive. So we need to know and seek out people that have 
uh, a similar type of personality to ours or that can bring us up. And we also have to understand that the, there's what they call the sort of um, basement uh, or barrier la label that gets assigned to these strengths, which is what perception people might have of us as it relates to a strength. So in this case with positivity, people might just think that we're faking it or that there's no way that we're really like that, that we're not really being sincere or authentic. And in fact, we are. We just naturally see the glass as being half full. Mm -hmm. And so the way that you would apply that is to make sure that you're in an environment both personally and professionally that is going to foster that particular strength. So if you're in environments that aren't fostering that strength to help you to be, you know, come even more positive, then then you need to look at making some changes. Oh, that's so interesting to hear mm -hmm. about that because you know, every grouping is a little different in our lives. You know, we've got our families, we have friends, we have different work relationships. And I was just um, posting today about how much I enjoyed going to conferences. Sure. And I think it's because of that, because there is a, there's a very positive energy at at least the conferences that I choose to go to that does inspire and feed me and I love being surrounded by that energy. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and you can feel it. Yeah. And so one of my other strengths, and you may have this one as well, but it's called Woo, winning others over. Uh -huh. So we seek out opportunities to meet new people because that gives us energy. That mm. also feeds us. So a couple different energy type of uh, strengths that are that are in my mix. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have that one in my top five, I don't think. Okay, yeah. probably in your top 10. <laughs> Maybe in my top 10, yeah. I haven't looked that far. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't, I've never, um, it's great to hear about how you describe claiming it because I hadn't dug in deep enough to see, well, how do I actually use this? So can you continue and sure. describe how you might use this kind of information in a team that you work with, let's say a business team? Absolutely. Or? So there was one team that um, I, I love this story because it has such a happy ending. So spoiler alert, there's a happy <laughs> ending here, but that's okay, right? Uh, it works for us being positive. So I, I was brought in to help this sales team that was really struggling. They weren't making their numbers and they couldn't figure out why. And so they said, we've done everything. It's been 10, 11 months. We, we need your help. We need outside uh, assistance to figure out this conundrum because we need to try to make our number. So I, I, the first thing that I did was I had all of the team members take their, their StrengthsFinder survey to determine what their top five strengths were. And I met with each member of the team, including their leader and um, took a lot of notes and, and heard a lot of feedback from them. And then I sat down with them separately and talked to them about what their top five strengths were and so that they could understand how to apply them in the workplace. And then I looked at the, the matrix of the team. Now this team, they worked in, in pods of three people working together. And so I looked at the matrix of the different strengths for each of those people on the team to see if in fact the pods were put together in the strongest way possible to really complement one another's strengths. And they weren't set up for success with the way that they were um, originally organized. So I talked to their leader about making some changes and he was fine with that. And uh, we physically also moved people around as well. That was 
part of this this process because they there were some people that just you know weren't feeding off of one another the way that they should and I, I also then um, put together specific goals for each one of them that we all agreed upon that we were going to work on for that that month to try to get us to hit that number that they were trying to hit for the sales team and uh, lo and behold at the end of the month not only did we hit the number but we exceeded it and that was a good thing because the team that had been carrying their number and then some missed their number for the first time all year so it's kind of ironic in a, in a good way that this team that hadn't been um, succeeding hit their number and the other thing that I did during that process was to work with the upper management the C-level management at, at that company because they um, didn't understand that they needed to encourage this team even if they weren't succeeding and and the fact that they kept telling them that you know they weren't such a great team and very um, less than kind words perhaps that they were hearing on a month-to-month -month basis when they missed their numbers wasn't helping and that they had to do something about that as well so I looked not only at the team itself the immediate team but the management team that um, would be essentially supporting that team to make sure that they were in sync because they they needed to understand that they weren't you know operating within a bubble that their impact was impacted by people above them and surrounding teams as well. So I worked with that team and then the other sales team asked me to come and help them as well because they wanted to continue to have success and they wanted to make sure that they were doing what they thought that they should be doing. And I saw that there were definitely areas where they could too improve and do even better. Mm -hmm. So I, I helped them to do that. And one of the things that we did, which is probably my most fun day of when I'm working with a team, is what I call the team reveal. And that's when we go into a room and no one knows what each other's top five strengths are and they have to kind of guess what one another's strengths are. And it's really interesting to see how people think that they might know somebody that they're spending all kinds of time with and how they don't really know what some of their strengths are. And it's just pure magic because I love when other people discover these sort of hidden talents that their, their colleagues have and how, oh my gosh, this is wonderful. I didn't know that you were so strategic and I could definitely use your help. So that, that's just, it's just pure joy that day for everybody. And mm. it's, it's one of the sort of um, things I look forward to doing most is, is the team reveal and then to watch what happens after that team reveal takes place. So say a little more about what does happen because I mean just mm -hmm. like you kind of tease this thing sure. of discovering that one member might be very strategic when other people might not have seen it because maybe their work wasn't that that strength wasn't being utilized. That's correct. And and that's a very good point because that's oftentimes the case. So these people on the sales team were tasked to write reports, they were tasked to, you know, put together proposals, they were tasked to put together um, strategic analysis, they were tasked to maybe even figure out different kind of scripts for their um, the work that they're doing and to try to you know, talk to prospects in a different way. And so by finding out what the talents of one another were, they started working with one, or, with one another differently because they realized, oh my gosh, I didn't know that communication was one of your strengths, Linda. Can you help me to write this 
proposal because you're really strong at doing that. That's not something that I'm good at. But in turn, I'll help you with putting together the analysis and the, and the numbers and, and crunching the numbers because I know that you don't enjoy that part. So we'll work together, even though we're not in the same pod, but we'll work together on that because I saw that those were some of your strengths. Wow, that, that has so many possibilities in terms of uniting a group of people because they really can engage in meaning, real meaningful ways. Exactly. Being able to see each other for what they, they the gifts they have. Exactly, and, and that's, that's precisely what happens is that they see one another entirely different. They have, I give them this new lens to look through at their, their colleagues. And so what happens is they do become much more united, whether it's a business team or a sports team, because they have this new, it's, it's, like, it's like an x-ray compared to an MRI, right? So basically in an office they're operating with just looking at their colleagues through the lens of an x-ray. They only see the skeletal part of, of that person. With the MRI you can see so much more. You see a three-dimensional part of that person. Mm -hmm. And that's what this Strengths Finders is really all mm -hmm. about, is giving people that three-dimensional mm -hmm. look at not only themselves, but their colleagues and yeah. those that, that they're working with. Yeah, exciting. It is. So does someone need to use, I mean, there's a big bonus, I guess, for having people to to go through the Strength Finders test, mm -hmm. but are there other ways to like find out about one another and to communicate and ask questions to get to like what do you suggest in terms of people getting to know one another that's a great question and I love that and and I think back to a time when I was probably in my early 20s and I was working for this woman who was in the financial services industry brilliant woman but she was really shy and she really had a hard time engaging in having conversations with anybody so she noticed that I was I was really strong at doing that and she asked me one day at lunch she said Kathy can you teach me how to talk to other people and I thought I guess I could and I had never thought about this right so I said alright well here's here's like some starting points in terms of how you can go about doing that I said First of all, let's create a list of sort of generic questions that in any situation is appropriate to ask somebody. For example, people like to talk about maybe an upcoming vacation because generally, you know, maybe they're staying at home but they might be doing something interesting at their home. Maybe they're planning a garden or maybe they are going on a fabulous vacation and they want to talk about that. So. In, and then you have a follow-on question about either related to it or it could be um, something about, you know, I, I noticed that you, you've been really happy lately. You know, you've been doing something. Did you, did you join a club or did you join um, some kind of a group that uh, you seem to be laughing all the time? Are you, you know, doing comedy on the side? Like, what's going on? And you, you get people talking. And, and what I explained to her was that what you'll realize is that after a while they may not reciprocate and be asking you questions but you can just get them talking and you might not be able to get it a word in edgewise and so she took those principles to heart applied them and she thanks me to this day 20 plus years later mm -hmm. for that advice mm -hmm. So um, asking about a vacation, what are a few other questions that people, you could use, uh, you know, what kind of questions to get to know somebody? Um, I, I would 
ask them where did they grow up mm. because you never know that it could you just you could assume that maybe they grew up locally but you you could find out that maybe they grew up in Uganda mm -hmm. right and maybe their their parents were in the Peace Corps mm -hmm. or that they themselves were in the Peace Corps you just never know mm -hmm. so I love finding out about where people grew up or spent time or you could ask them you know about different places maybe where they've lived mm -hmm. and then that could lead into so did you have a favorite place that you liked mm -hmm. where you lived right and and what was it like mm -hmm. because chances are you may not have been there yourself mm -hmm. and so you're going to educate yourself and it's going to be interesting and they can you know reminisce and share their fun information with you mm -hmm. so that's that's another tip so um we talked about how to engage a meaningful conversation even with a teenage son. Yes, yes. And so the um, Chumpser High boys varsity lacrosse team that I worked with last spring, uh, there were 27 of them and then four coaches. And the most beautiful aspect of really what came out of that team was the comments that I heard from the parents at the end of the season or throughout the season but mainly at the end of the season when they're all together and they came up to me and they said Kathy you've given us the gift of being able to talk to our teenage sons because they actually allow us to talk about these top five strengths and we can talk for hours about this and we really didn't have anything that they would allow us to talk about before this. So you've given us the gift of being able to communicate with these teenage sons, sons of ours that has just changed the dynamics of our family immensely in such a positive way. Mm. And, you know, I think that the, the parents were rather surprised also in terms of what they learned about their sons in terms of understanding what their top five strengths were because they probably had some idea maybe what some of them were but I think some of them surprised them mm -hmm. and and what I find with most families is that typically kids will have at least one or two strengths in common with one of their parents mm -hmm. maybe even with their siblings mm -hmm. as well and, and so that's rather nice when you find out that, especially if you don't feel like there's something that you have in common, even though you're related mm -hmm. on a family or on a team, that's even better. Um, there were these three boys that were on the team that all had futuristic as one of their strengths. And one was a senior, one was a junior, and one was a freshman. And so, and they, they definitely would not have been that close had they not known that they each shared futuristic as their strength because it was the kind of strength that you don't always talk to other people about because they, they, they kind of say, oh, you're just, you know, your head's in the clouds, you're always thinking about the future, you know, you're not living in the here and now. But yet, that was their strength, and they were really good at sort of forecasting and looking ahead and making predictions and such. And the fact that they now knew that they had that in common with that other, they just had these brilliant conversations with one another. And they told me this. I didn't even know that. And they said, thank you, Kathy, for allowing us to like understand this about one another, because we never would have been friends or as close had we not known that we had that in common. Isn't that fascinating? It makes me realize how, let's say in school, they there are certain values that mm -hmm. are broad yes. and expected for everyone to fit in, but the strengths go way beyond a lot of the, the values that are um, 
promoted in a classroom. That's Perhaps. true. I mean, it depends mm -hmm. on the teacher and it depends on the school system. True. Uh, but it may be that somebody who, who is very futuristic, that, that element is not recognized no, no. and valued in that kind of setting. So to be told that this is a strength allows other people to um, broaden their, their perspective on what is a strength. Absolutely. And what we can value in one another. That's so true. And the thing that I like so much about the Gallup concept is that they want people to focus on what their strengths are and forget about your weaknesses, basically. Because so often what people do, particularly in the education system, is to focus on the weaknesses. Mm. Well, let's work on that because you're not good on at that, so let's work on making that better. So instead, the approach is, my gosh, you're such a strong writer and, and so great at public speaking. Let's work even harder on making you absolutely, you know, extraordinary mm, yes. with that gift. Yes, it's kind of like taking what you're good at and amplifying it. Precisely. That's mm -hmm. right. And so I like to call myself a people diamond polisher. Ooh. And so I think it's appropriate given the fact that the type of work that I do because I see the, the, the nuances and um, the different aspects to each person as a diamond and I work to help shape and shine them uh -huh. so that uh, there's, there's clarity for them. Yeah. Now you have a book. I do. Yes. Wisdom Whisperer. The Wisdom Whisperer. Yes. And now is that on this topic? Is it on a different topic? What it's, is it about? It's about business and life topics that I wish I knew about when I was in my 20s, 30s, and 40s. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a mentor or an official mentor when I was coming up the ranks as a, a businesswoman executive. And so I said, um, at some point, somebody um, encouraged me to put my thoughts into writing. So I said, all right, I don't know if I can do this, but I'll try. Mm -hmm. So I just started blogging, writing 800 or word last stories, and then I got to a point where I had about 20-ish of them, and I decided, oh, maybe I should do something with this. And again, the same person said to me, Kathy, put it into a book. Mm -hmm. I said, ah, oh, that sounds really hard. So who is this for? This is for really anybody um, from the ages of maybe 14 to, you know, you're well into your career because the topics that I cover are so broad that there's probably a topic in there for you that you probably can glean some information from. And a lot of my writing offers tips and suggestions in terms of based on that topic, what you can do with it to leverage um, say, for example, communication, you know, mm -hmm. how to talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. I give you tips in terms of how to do that, how to develop your network, mm -hmm. how to put together your board of directors. Mm -hmm. Everyone should have their own board of directors, right? Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Oh my gosh, I didn't know I should do that, right? Um, so the topics are really wide and varied. And so uh, a lot of people coming right out of high school and college uh, love this book, but I've got people in their 30s, 40s, 50s plus that, that write to me all the time and say, thank you, you know, for covering these topics. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're very actionable and helpful. And that's how I, as a, as a marketer with my background, I'm all about action and, and making something so that something um, can be done with what it is that I'm putting together. Mm -hmm. That's great. So how can people find you <clears throat> online? They can find me through my company, which is MarketMe2, and that's marketme2.net. And they can email me at kathymurphy at me.com. That's Kathy with a K. And uh, those are two great ways to reach out to me. I encourage people to do so. I love hearing from them. 
That's great. Well, I'm so delighted that you came on the show, and I hope everybody takes the Gallup Poll Strengths Finder. I do. It's not the it's the Gallup Strengths Finder yes, test. That's exactly. What it's called. Yeah, exactly. Because I just feel like this is a a tool for helping us be better in who we are and helping lift others up as well. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So thank you for sharing. You're it. very welcome. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Appreciate it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Women Inspired. And if you have a speaking engagement or something where you're putting yourself out there in the near future, I encourage you to download my guided visualization for speaking confidence. You can get it at lindayugalo.com forward slash speaking confidence. And I hope to see you on the next episode of Women Inspired. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheik Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash TV.